The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. Good afternoon, my conscious co-creators. Good morning, good evening, wherever you're tuning in from. Welcome to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. I am very, very pleased that you're all here with me today. Um, I'm so happy that you're here. Um, I got my guest. She's in a car right now, so I do want to get to her quickly. But first, of course, my little section of my blog um, which today is entitled with fame and fortune comes great responsibility to our tribe. Uh, let me get through this and then I'll introduce my guest. Many of us like the idea of having influence, influence either through fame or fortune. We feel it would be great to have so many people listening to us, yet we often forget to consider what comes with that influence. It can feel wonderful to know that millions of people will listen to our words. We think that by having such a reach, we will have a positive impact on the world. But what happens when we make a mistake? What happens when we spread information that we believe is true at the time, yet turns out not to be? Do we ever think about the consequences of having such a huge reach? To have influence is often equated with power the power to change minds or to influence events. Yet with that power comes a great deal of responsibility. Many people will use that influence irresponsibly for they are only interested in self-promotion. Yet when we are a person of conscience, we can also feel the burden of the responsibility. What if we believe something is true today and tomorrow we find out we are wrong? Will we go back out and tell everyone we made a mistake? Can we live with that embarrassment? Can we face up to the fact that what we put out to our following before we now know was incorrect? It is not easy to do so. When we spent so much time building up our reputation and our reach, we naturally shy away from anything that can damage it. Yet as responsible people, as people with a heart and a conscience, we have no choice. 
that is why the burden is actually on us to be careful about what we do with our influence. Examples of people who use their influence carelessly are all around us. We have seen it done in small ways and big ways. So for people who take stock of the consequences of our actions, it is not an easy path. We know that our influence over our tribe is the most precious thing. Being protective of our influence comes naturally to us. This is why we are extra careful what we cultivate and spread to our tribe. It is an important reminder for all of us. With great power and influence comes great responsibility. And even if our influence is not so large, we still have a responsibility to our friends, to our family, and all of our loved ones. Have you been responsible with your influence? Have you been careful to use your influence appropriately? So this was um, something I uh, wrote, you know, a couple of years ago. And, and it kind of came to mind when um, somebody had mentioned that a, a big influencer in the, um, in, in the, you know, personal growth stage had, had promoted something that then turned out to be wrong, to be false, um, that turned out to be some kind of scam. Um, and then there was another one, and I think it was a crypto scam. And then there was another one, and it was another kind of scam. And, and I remember this person like just making the observation, gee, you notice how all these influencers who promoted this stuff, none of them are coming out and saying, oops, I made a mistake. And that really kind of struck a chord with me because I know so many people who really spend a lot of time building up their influence, getting more followers and increasing their reach. And, um, and then they're, they're not always so careful in what they spread to the reach. And I very, very, very rarely ever see anybody who makes a mistake come back and say, oops, I made a mistake. Oh, uh, I didn't do, th I, 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 there's a little boo-boo here. It was incorrect. Please, please uh, disregard it. So few people actually do that. And, and it really, to me, shows a lack of maturity. And I understand, yes, we, we, we've spent all this time, we're trying to protect our reputation, Yet still, there's a responsibility we have, and we have to honor that responsibility. And it just, and, and to this day, I still see people coming out and things coming out and not apologizing. And, and you know, I, again, I get it. Nobody wants to go through the, the quote-unquote cancel culture. Nobody wants to be vilified for making a mistake. And I believe, you know, part of the big challenge today in society is that it's so often we're not allowed to be human. And so I feel it's more important to ever to be human, to admit our humanness, to admit our mistakes, regardless of how large our platform is. 
so that we can be a good example for others, so that we can honor other people and allow others to be human as well. So that's the section from my blog. Um, and this is from two years ago, roughly. Uh, With fame and fortune comes great responsibility to our tribe. And if you like that, and you have not yet gotten my book, don't forget, um, you can get my book, Everyday Awakening, that has filled with all these kinds of uh, um, nuggets uh, and wisdom. And um, uh, it is now my pleasure to welcome to the show author, researcher, an herbal and ethnogenic medicine alchemist, Acacia Lewis. Acacia is the founder of Divine Master Alchemy LLC and Divine Master University, a school for ethnogenic cultural literacy and applied naturopathic medicine research. Acacia is a student of Baba Kalindi Ii, hope I'm pronouncing that right, and teaches from other systems as well as an independent researcher and lifetime student of the psilocybin mushroom. She shares her firsthand experience and provides undergraduate level research papers, books, and medical research to help bridge and integrate the fields of medical science, spiritual systems, and cultural anthropology. Welcome to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Acacia. Hi, can you hear me okay? Yep, we hear you. Okay, wonderful. It's an honor to be here. Thank you for that. You're you're quite welcome. You're quite welcome. And um, uh, just to let people know, Acacia comes to us uh, via the Spirit Plant Medicine Conference, which is sponsoring our show for these few weeks, and starts like tomorrow or today. I forget. Um, uh, uh, yeah, starts on the third tomorrow. So make sure to check it out. But I'm honored to have Acacia with us. Um, she's been involved in this industry, in the psychedelics industry for many, many years. So Acacia, b- before our first break, I, I always like to, uh, start off just asking my guests to, to give a little bit of background of what sort of brought you to be doing this work. Um, so, so what sort of attracted you to, I mean, psilocybin to psychedelics? And, and to being sort of a voice in the industry for a more inclusive environment? Well, it's funny you should ask, Sam. Um, I got really, really sick, sick mentally. And that's um, what brings a lot of us to this work. Yes. Is an inability to wake up in the morning and look at the mirror and say, I love myself or anything else in this world. So when you come into a situation where to make a radical change your life. Uh, sometimes people get led into this work. I was not I was interested in it. Uh, so happened to name me after a psychedelic plant, but I found that out much later. <laughs> uh, and uh, what's up to me is that uh, the people who cared about me in my life at that time, vulnerable uh, age, uh, they gifted me some psilocybin mushrooms and my my life started to improve due to better decision-making skills that developed uh, after some critical thinking and reflection uh, with the assistance of the psilocybin mushrooms. And, and did you work with a facilitator at all or, or did you just do this on your own? This was done on my own. I was given uh, 
mushrooms by a partner of mine that was with us at mine and uh, kind of watched over me and made sure that I wasn't doing anything silly or crazy. Uh, of course, I did do silly uh, things, uh, handing out sage to uh, many different people I encountered, <laughs> you know, and I had a very, uh, very beautiful time. Wonderful, wonderful. I just want to let our audience know Acacia is 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 traveling right now and she's calling in from her car so if her audio is is a little choppy just so you know why um but i i do appreciate you making the time acacia um so how long ago was this experience for you how long was it that 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 you know you realized like oh my god like this stuff was really transformative it changed my life this is something i should look into more over 10 years ago uh, and uh, for me, I was coming out of college and making a decision to enlist in the Air Force. And uh, it was before that that I made a decision to address my depression. And I was able to make good progress with it and uh, successfully complete a basic training uh, in the Air Force uh, years later. Um, oh. However, uh, I ended up getting into a car accident three years into my time in the Air Force and getting separated, which led to another period of extreme depression. And mm. so I needed to go back and sit with the mushroom again, except this time with a more mature approach instead of it just being gifted to me. I had educated myself significantly on uh, the traditional use of the psilocybin mushroom, and I was no longer looking to distract myself from depression. I was looking to make significant life and behavioral changes. Uh, and I, I've been making those changes ever since for the last eight years. Mm-hmm. And I imagine it was a, a very different experience when you actually went into it the, the second time. It sounds like more purposefully and and more with the intention of not running away from your challenges, but facing up to them and diving deeper into them to actually heal the root cause? Well, I think the misnomer with people uh, working with the mushroom is the 1950s, 1960s drug culture. That was what I was brought up under the analogy that the mushroom is a drug. And the mushroom is still considered a drug to many people. And the difference for me was I didn't treat it like a drug my second time around. I treated it as a tool, uh, as something that was sacred and is sacred to me. Uh, it's created uh, for the purpose of uh, connecting with the spiritual nature of my inner reality, my ethics, my morals, my behaviors, my actions, my accountability, and testing why I, it was uncomfortable for me to look at my own actions and becoming more aware of those actions to help prevent myself from making mistakes that I could recover from psychologically. And that's when I started rebuilding bridges that I had burned with my family members and uh, focusing more on wellness and healing my endometriosis instead of running away from my and uh, tumors and such. And so I went on a healing journey for real. I, I started doing research. Instead of feeling like I was living out the life, I started making changes that now have resulted in a pain-free life uh, where that was not possible 10 years ago. 
Yeah, yeah, wonderful, wonderful. Yeah, it's kind of funny that like in order to heal our pain, we actually have to face our pain and and actually feel it. There's an old expression that says you have to feel it to heal it. And uh and and it though that tends to be like the last thing that we want to do, but it's actually the exact thing that we need to do to actually um get to where we truly want to be, which is as you said, pain free. All right, Acacia, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, I'd like to talk about um, once you, you, you experienced this, your own healing, like why did you decide to focus so much on this and, and not just um, uh, participate, but actually be a, a, a guide or, or, or be an educator of, 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 of these medicines and actually teach people the importance of working with them. Okay. Hey, thank you, Sam. Awesome. Wonderful. So everyone, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We do this every Thursday, 12 noon to 1 p.m. Eastern time right here on talkradio.nyc and all over social media. And we'll be right back with our guest, Acacia Lewis, in just a moment. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a high-achieving, growth-oriented leader? Are you interested in developing your authentic leadership while creating a healthy, inclusive workplace? Hi, I'm Dr. Mara Bronfu, host of The Hard Skills on talkradio.nyc at 1 p.m. Eastern on Fridays, where we discuss how leaders develop the hard skills needed to make a greater impact. We interview experts, have live coaching, and tackle these challenges. Listen to The Hard Skills on Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. What really drives success in business? Introducing Intangify, the show that explores the intangible assets that create value and growth. I'm Matthew Asbell, your host and an attorney focused on innovation. Join me Fridays at noon Eastern to discover how innovation, culture, and other intangibles shape driving companies from startups to established businesses. We'll share strategies to unleash your business's true potential. Tune in live on talkradio.nyc Fridays at noon Eastern and Intangify, your business today. Listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour Awakening Humanity. So, Acacia, you had your own experience. Obviously, it was very powerful. You you discovered like what it was like to use the mushrooms to to sort of heal yourself from from physical and psychological pain. What made you decide to sort of focus on it as a researcher and and really dive into it and educate others about it? 
good question, Sam. Um, I was asked by my elders, people who I cared about, and who I looked to for guidance. Uh, Lindy E. was one of the first people who uh, looked like me, who was lecturing and teaching about this stuff. And explorative value of self-awareness and utilizing a mushroom as, as a tool for novel conscious exploration. I was a researcher in astrophysics before I started working. And so exploring the frontiers of consciousness became another level of exploration for me outside of this natural science and research. But as a trained skeptic, I, I definitely uh, wanted to put the science of uh, the experience to the test. I didn't trust that I was well or healed. So I have made radical life changes. And until my explorations uh, led me to truth inside of my reality that uh, the work that I was doing in the mushroom was helping my ordinary life, I didn't take a whole lot of stock in it. But then when I did some cultural uh, and anthropological research, I realized that there is a science to facing one's fears and that several civilizations, including the Aztec and Mixtec Mayan civilization, had a formula for facing one's fears in conjunction with consuming the psilocybin mushroom in which Mayan jaguar eagle warriors were initiated. And uh, in Africa, in the Panther Society, uh, which is a martial arts warrior tradition, um, psilocybin mushrooms were involved uh, as well as now, as I'm learning with my teacher, Lama Mike Crowley, author of his book, Secret Drugs of Buddhism, uh, and Buddhist traditions as well, of which I am initiated as a Vipassinger. And so it became a spiritual exploration. And I became a teacher, not because I wanted to choose to teach, but because I was asked to by members of my community. And uh, they thought it was important for me to share my story and so I'm sharing my stories today. Did you have any trepidation about sharing your story? Was there any nervousness? <laughs> I wanted to go and live under a rock. I was living in the cloud forest of Oaxaca with the Zapotec people. In 2018, uh, I visited there for the first time with my uh, friend, Melindy, and we ate the psilocybin mushroom there, and I grew incredibly fond of the seclusion uh, and the, the peace of the Zapotec uh, area where the psilocybin Zapotec forum mushroom grows. And I, I wanted to learn more about Aztec and Mixtec Mayan philosophy from the people who are still consuming the psilocybin mushroom as a sacrament. And so I basically stayed there and never left until I got requested to come to a conference uh, by Baba Mudu, which is one of Baba Blindy's um, oldest students. And he's still a good friend of mine, Baba Mudu Baki. And he encouraged me to give my first lecture. And then after that, many people in the community wanted me to continue lecturing. And so I, I, I despite my trepidation, overcame my fear of speaking because I, I do have uh, Asperger's, which is a social uh, level of autism 
that has greatly improved due to my mushroom use. I feel like the mushroom gave me a little bit of an ability to become a speaker. And so it's my way of saying thank you to the mushroom that I'm a speaker today. It's my way of giving back. Hmm. Have you had any challenges as you've been coming out and speaking? I mean, people have been inviting you. You know, you're obviously very comfortable with your experience, but I'm just curious, like when you started to talk about it publicly, and even though you're uncomfortable as a speaker, but I mean, did anyone challenge you? Did your family think you're crazy? Were your yes, friends like, don't do that? Thought I was, uh, my family thought I was crazy. And, uh, you know, I, I went through periods of not speaking to my parents for years. So I, I started to embody the behaviors I was speaking about. Because you know, a lot of people take mushrooms to get spiritual overnight, but they uh, they don't they don't embody the principles of compassion, and forgiveness, kindness that they consider divine or spiritualized qualities. And so I I had to learn to be patient with other people's opinions of me and my experience, and be tolerant of of their feelings and their emotions, hold space for them. Rather, you know, than the opposite. It's a developing of emotional intelligence uh, that people can think whatever they want, and that's perfectly fine. Uh, I support them no matter what. And if they choose to support me, then great. If they don't, I'll still love them anyway. That's the kind of mentality that I had to develop. And, you know, over time, my relationship with my parents has only gotten better. As a matter of fact, I sent them the link to this um, YouTube so that they can watch along so they're watching and i'll say hi uh, my mom has a background in law enforcement and my dad is a, a, a mathematician and chess coach he he's the at the black chess scientist on instagram give my dad a follow if you want free chess advice or tips my dad found his passion and i've found mine and so we support each other he supported me in my uh jade carving which is come from my love of working with sacred stones and mushrooms and learning about traditions of carving jade that involve connecting with uh, the stone itself. And uh, my dad supports me in my passion. I support him and my mom as well. Oh, beautiful. Beautiful. You know, one of the things that really warms my heart when it comes to, you know, whichever uh, uh, psychedelic medicine people decide to work with is when I see it bring families together and see people being more open and honest and true to who they are and being able to kind of heal those rifts. Um, because it kind of feels like if we can heal the rifts within our own family, then, then we can heal almost anything. Um, it, it, it's, it's something that I think is, is highly overlooked and not really, uh, supported enough or given enough attention to is the effect that these wonderful substances have on on healing the family dynamic and the family structure um so you have an an, an astrophysics and and sort of a, a a very technical background as well as you know the spiritual side to you and and i'm just curious um like, how does it come together for you? Has, has that, you know, the more technical stuff or the more quote unquote science stuff, has that supported your research and your, your exploration into the working with psilocybin? Yes, sir. It has. Um, and I will say this from uh, a point of view of a physicist, theoretical physics is theory. 
most quantum physics have physicists uh, have trouble because they think that they're dealing with something that's real. Hmm. Uh, and so, when I step into the experience with the mushroom, it puts me in direct contact with the things that I cannot study in a laboratory, my own life experience, the relevance of science to my soul, to my life journey, um, through my actions and through the causes of my existence and to to all cause on this planet uh, that I hold sacred. Um, personally, I went through a, a really deep phase of atheism. And when I started working with the psilocybin mushroom, it piqued my interest into what other civilizations thought about the known universe. Because, as we know, theoretical physics is based on Western ontological uh, metaphysics uh, or Western philosophy. Uh, Aristotle, Plato, um, those, those books. And if you look at Aztec metaphysics, it uses a vocabulary uh, to address our reality that does not use uh, dualistic language. It uses monistic mm -hmm. language. And so it gave me a choice to choose to look at reality differently. The mushroom gave me a choice to look at reality experientially and uh, to appreciate the relationship that my unique life has in the grand scheme of the world itself. And so the exploration of the philosophy of Taoism, the philosophy of Buddhism, the philosophy of Christianity, the philosophy of uh, Hinduism, and the philosophy of African uh, warrior traditions has given me a whole new field to study, and I just love to learn. And that's how message. Yeah, it, it's really kind of beautiful when you when we can sort of drop our filters and, and come to everything openly and we can then see sort of the similarities and the threads that run together from all these different fields or all these different philosophies and still appreciate the, the variety, the differences, the, the richness that, that makes up this tapestry that's full of colors and textures that, that things can, can be in alignment but not be the same and can take very different approaches but still get us to that same place and that when we can really focus on well what's at the heart what's at the core of this like that's where we can really find some some beautiful uh some beautiful material so that that's wonderful that you're able to spin so much together um, it's not Wonderful. Wonderful. Okay. We're going to take another quick break. When we come back, um, I would like to talk about your latest invitation to speak, which is at the Spirit um, Plant Medicine Conference in Vancouver, which you're on the way to right now. Um, uh, what you're going to be talking about and, and uh, give them a little shout out. So um, everyone, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Weakening Humanity, and we'll be right back with our guest. Acacia Lewis, in just a moment. Are you passionate about the conversation around racism? Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. 
Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. PLC host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. In a post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be frank about health to advocate for all of us. Hey everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. So I just wanted to let everyone know that um, the Spirit Plant Medicine Conference is celebrating its 12th year of gathering like-hearted souls 
in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Um, they have an extraordinary lineup of visionary speakers who will not only educate, but inspire yourself, including the world-renowned mushroom guru, Paul Stamets, and uh, Dr. Gabor Mate, which I know he sees a little controversial at the moment. Uh, this year's conference takes place this weekend, like starting tomorrow, November 3rd through November 5th. And tickets and information can be found at www.spiritplantmedicine.com. And just for listeners of my show, we have a special code, save the world, all lowercase, all one word. If you put in promo code, save the world, you get an additional 10% discount. So um, it, it's both live and online. So I highly recommend uh, you check out this conference. It's very affordable and you can watch from the comfort of your own home. So Acacia, you're one of the uh, honored speakers at the conference. What are you going to be speaking on? Mushrooms, I guess. Well, thank you for asking, Sam. Um, uh, Stephen has given me the great honor of having two lectures uh, at the Spirit of Conference. So on Friday, you will hear about uh, the ritual and traditional origins of uh, the use of crystal technology and mushrooms and Aztec philosophy. Now, what you might be thinking is, oh, well, that's that stuff that we find at yoga studios and rock and crystal shops. But no, I will be giving a history of uh, the use, the traditional ritual use, the significance of jade, obsidian, and other uh, specialized tools to be quartz stones uh, paired with mushrooms at high dose. And I will also be speaking about um, Aztec philosophy and uh, monism. I will be speaking about uh, the Yodo Toto Mixtec Lion Codices uh, and Stella's Xochicalco outlining early mushroom use and its significance in our journey to overcoming fear. Mm, wonderful. Thank you. Um, on the second, uh, day of the conference, I believe I will be speaking on how mushrooms can help humans evolve from where we're at. Uh, I hear a lot of people talking about how mushrooms could have helped humans evolve in early times, and I have an interest uh, specifically in how humans can evolve today, and uh, the pathway forward uh, that can be led honoring uh, the ancient and modern traditions of wisdom keepers. Work with the side of the yeah, I, I know that th there is evidence, there's like, not necessarily direct evidence, but circumstantial evidence of, of psilocybin having been used in spiritual traditions dating all the way back to like ancient Greek and Roman times. I mean, obviously for thousands of years in South America and North America, but also in Asia um, I'm not sure in Africa are there, is there evidence of mushrooms yeah, being Africa, used? As a matter of fact, Paul Stamens, uh, uh, having spoken about something my teacher Kalindi as an African uh, world grandmaster martial artist, uh, he spoke about uh, traditional mushroom use in uh, West Africa and North Africa specifically, uh, as well as evoking use in Gabon uh, and uh, mushroom use in South Africa among the Sangoma uh, tradition of South African shamans. So, yes. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of interesting how it's really quite ubiquitous and it's all over the place. Yet somehow 
it's been sort of suppressed or like hidden from public view in modern times. I'm curious with all your research into these different traditions and different places that mushrooms have been used, is there anything that you've discovered that's really surprised you or that really kind of took, made you take a step back and go, Oh my God, I can't believe that. Well, uh, Sam, it's that the mushroom, the psilocybin mushroom, that's 200 billion years old, and, and spores mm. can survive vacuum space. So we really don't even know if the psilocybin mushroom came to get it. Was that uh, believe you're flying asteroids? <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's interesting to me that the mushroom is so old that it outdates, it predates human civilizations. On this planet, that million years plus sort of mythological or religious systems that we have created have undoubtedly been somehow influenced by early interactions with visions and spiritual images. Uh, Some people uh, have even likened the mushroom as being the gateway to the uh, relationship between man and God. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, uh, uh, and, and with what you mentioned before about, you know, helping us to evolve, I know, uh, uh, Terrence McKenna had, had promoted the, what he called this, uh, what was called the stone ape theory, the idea that the way we developed language and greater consciousness was through eating psilocybin when we were still, uh, primitive, uh, hominids. Um, so it, it's really quite fascinating because they have learned that, it does increase neuroplasticity. It does increase the connection between the right and left hemispheres, between the corpus callosum, that, that it really does a lot to um, I- increase the wiring in our brain, so to speak. So not only is there the the sort of ineffable quality of the experience itself, but there's actual physical evidence of it making a difference in our in our nervous system, isn't there? Yes, and, you know, when we exercise, eat healthy, and fill our minds with uh, healthy thoughts and behaviors, it seems to have even more of a profound effect. As we know, with most things uh, in reality, uh, you know, when we put a, a good amount of effort uh, behind our goal of evolution, whether it's psychologically or even losing weight, uh, it's our effort that really makes a difference. So I will be talking about uh, different techniques from uh, Buddhist philosophy and Aztec philosophy and African philosophy that relate directly to mushroom use and improving our mental and psychological wellness so that we can uh, help save the world, uh, if you will. I'm, I'm curious, as a, as a woman of color, how has it been, you know, talking about this in in the communities of color? Because one of the criticisms of the sort of psychedelic renaissance is it's a very Caucasian-dominated uh, industry and that, that you know, there, there needs to be more uh, voices of, of people of color and, and various backgrounds. And so I'm just curious, from your perspective and sharing it with, with people in in, in you know, the other communities, has the reaction been any different than anywhere else or, or is it pretty much the same? It doesn't matter what a person looks like. Well, you know, I don't think it matters what a person looks like personally. 
Uh, but, you know, Baba Kalindi was the first African-American psychedelic lecturer. And he was world-traveled, world-renowned for his work. And now, you know, many people have tried to even plagiarize them. For example, he has said about uh, Egyptians using psilocybin and such, you know. And it, it, is, it is challenging uh, for people of color in this community because, uh, you know, even though, you know, I feel like my teachers didn't get very much recognition, their hearts were always in the right place. And uh, that's where I inspire me is just have my heart in the right place to be open to everyone and uh, be open to criticism, be open to being wrong. And, uh, you know, just like anybody else, you know, it, it, it's a matter of standing up for what you believe in. And you're always going to be challenged no matter what color, race, or creed you are. You're always going to be challenged in that. So my teachers yeah. taught me to stand up for myself and stand in what I believe and, you know, not talk a bunch of nonsense here. You know, let's talk about the facts. And uh, that's what I try to do is keep it fact-based, mm. historically relevant, help people to make their own conclusions. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's very true. I mean, I, I very much agree with you that, that it doesn't really matter what a person looks like on the outside, inside where we, we, we're, you know, 99% the same and, and we're all human. We all have the same desires, the wants, you know, we just want to have a good life. We just want to love and be loved. We just want to see more peace in the world. Um, you know, there, there's so much more we have in common than, than divides us. It's kind of curious how, um, so much we see in the world today is, is about division and not, not coming together. Um, you know, I had Stephen on my show, Stephen Gray, uh, editor of the book, How Psychedelics Can Help Save the World. Uh, which is how I got connected to you and to many of the speakers at the conference. What do you think psilocybin has to offer the world today? How can psilocybin help save the world? I think it can help bring people to a level of sanity that includes uh, uh, appreciation for other people's uh, artistic abilities, no matter where they come from, what culture they come from, and uh, deep connection. Uh, to what we consider to be source, deep connection to uh, being responsible as a steward of this planet, and to potentially help us to make the transition to the stars, as Terrence McKenna had mentioned. You know, this is what it looks like the civilization compares to the for the stars. You know, I feel like uh, when we stop focusing our attention on fighting, we stop focusing our attention on fighting each other. We start focusing our attention on the quality of every human life and the value of uh, the spiritual nature of life and death and birth and uh, our sacred planet. Uh, that's when things get better for all of us. And so I think psilocybin has uh, an opportunity to help people to enjoy their lives while they're here and to create a legacy for themselves. Uh, as well as a legacy for our planet that's not one of death and destruction. Yeah, beautiful, 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 Acacia. Thank you so much. Um, it's time for us to take our last break. When we come back, 
actually want to talk a little bit more with you about working with the crystals, one of my favorite subjects, because I I totally uh, resonate with many types of of crystals and 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 how that that you work with that and how that integrates in with your work. Okay. Thank you. Uh, wonderful, wonderful. All right, so everyone, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We'll do, and we'll be right back to wrap it all up with our guest, Acacia Lewis. And, uh, also I'll, I'll give that link one more time for the Spirit Plant Medicine Conference. And we'll be right back in just a moment. What really drives success in business? Introducing Intangify, the show that explores the intangible assets that create value and growth. I'm Matthew Asbell, your host and an attorney focused on innovation. Join me Fridays at noon Eastern to discover how innovation, culture, and other intangibles shape thriving companies from startups to established businesses. We'll share strategies to unleash your business's true potential. Tune in live on talkradio.nyc Fridays at noon Eastern and intangify your business today. Hey everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy and Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. So Acacia, it sounds like, um, if I'm not missing, it sounds like jade is is one of your favorite uh, minerals. I'm curious. You you talk a lot about working with crystals and 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 uh, psilocybin. How, what drew you to the crystals, and what kind of drew you to like integrating that into the stuff you talk about? Well, I've been collecting stones, Sam, since I was three years old. My mom to tell you very frankly, I always carried my head to the ground. <laughs> looking for anything shiny or, or odd looking uh, that stood out. And so it's been a lifelong passion working with stones. Of course, you know, I worked first as a geologist, you know, um, collecting uh-huh. stones uh, and studying uh, different mineral groups and pyroxene mineral groups, which, which is jade, jadeite is a part of. Uh, and uh, what's interesting to me is, wow, this thing's 600 year, million years old, you know, or 400 million years old. Uh, and, and Chinese uh, hatian, uh jadeite, uh, jade, uh, nephrite. And um, I am fascinated by these ancient stones that many uh, groups, including people of Japan and 
people of New Zealand feel are this living thing that have a uh, spirit or uh, even uh, connected to the ancestors of our planet um, and the uh, Punami uh, Maori uh, traditions of jade carving, um, different tiki, as we see sometimes in gift shops and party stores are, are considered, you know, sacred um, or as faces of the ancestors. And so jade carving for me kind of naturally evolved from a symbiosis of my knowledge of stones and my relationship uh, with plant medicine. It wasn't actually the psilocybin mushroom, but the acacia confucia tree that connected me with jade culture. And um, acacia confucia has been used in Taiwan uh, for thousands of years, potentially. Uh, a Taiwanese specialist, Lynn Marina Chun, Lee uh, visited me from Taiwan. We met at breaking convention in England. She was speaking as an expert on Acacia Confucius species. And uh, and during one of my first Acacia experiences, saw the link between uh, symmetry, uh, the ability to visualize isometric symmetric shapes and um dmt containing plants and mm. so making arrowheads would have been quite easier for someone on a dmt or a after a dmt i will um. say experience where you're burning acacia wood in a fire maybe drinking a beer made of syrian rue uh in ancient times um this is a combination that would have been very potent and potentially uh connected uh, the stones or or stone or flint uh, making abilities uh, with the entheogenic plants. And so taking mushrooms helps me to communicate with um, the spirit and stone. What does the stone want to be? Uh, and what has it always been rather than just putting a cute design on it? Um, sometimes mm -hmm. these stones reveal patterns of antiquity that develop into the most beautiful and uh, unreplicatable patterns that you could ever find of mountains and streams and, you know, beautiful women playing their flutes and such. And, and mm. so I, I was enamored by Chinese jade carving and I've, I've practiced for the last two years and I've gotten good enough at it that I just finished my first commission of a Hutton jade leaf uh, for one of my clients uh, this past week. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. Well, I hope you do many more carvings so I can see your your uh, gallery of uh, carving sometime in the future. Um, and and it's, uh, you know, crystals are something I've worked with for many years, knowing that like selenite is a really good crystal for clearing energies. Obsidian, you mentioned, and black tourmaline, very good for uh, uh, protection from energies. Um and yeah, it's something that's been around since ancient times. I mean, if you look at ancient uh, uh, throne rooms and temples, the columns were often made out of uh, lapis lazuli or malachite. Um, so the 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 ancient times, even the emperors knew like to surround themselves with uh, these kinds of minerals added something, and that you know ancient crowns had certain crystals certain certain gems in the crowns which was believed to help with connection to the divine so this is something that that's 
that actually has very ancient, ancient roots that we're only, I think, rediscovering today. Um, with all that you've learned and all that you've discovered over your years of working with it, do you still have surprises? Do you still have things that come up or, or maybe even different challenges that come up that, that surprise you? Well, thanks for asking, Sam. Absolutely. Every single experience is challenging and different. Um, you know, these days I don't work with psilocybin very often, maybe once a year, you know, once every six months max, pretty much. Um, cause I need a long time to really integrate, especially because I initiated as a Buddhist, uh, Upasika or lay Buddhist monk under Lama Mike Crowley or Karma and Dorje. Uh, and so in, in our tradition, utilizing the mushroom comes with intense discipline of the mind and uh, becoming present with the here and now and uh, purification of uh, different uh, psychological disturbance for the five poisons anger aversion such and such mm. uh and so uh it, it's become even more interesting over the years because i've gotten to see how my state of mind has evolved from having intrusive thoughts to now being pretty placid for the most part you know i still get irritated and i gotta work on that <laughs> uh but i'm i'm watching myself grow and evolve and uh, i hope to continue that process well, it sounds like you're still a human being. I'm glad to hear that. Um, I think we all, uh, uh, while we're here in, in the physical body, there, there's always something to, to, to work on. So that's, uh, I'm really glad to hear that you're still doing this work. And wow. Uh, um, and congratulations on your, your Buddhist initiation and being able to work with Mike Crowley. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a tinge, just a tinge jealous. Um, so, uh, it's the end of our show, Acacia. If um, if people were interested, want to learn more about you, want to learn how to work with you, uh, where should they go? What's your website? All that other good stuff. Thank you so much, Sam. I I was honored to be here. Um, I really appreciate your time. And uh, my my the easiest way to contact me is through my Instagram. It's uh, at symbol a as an apple, c as in cat, a as an apple, c as in cat, e as an echo. A is an apple, uh, L-E-W-I-S, Acacia Lewis. And you can send me a DM and I'll try to respond to it. Or you can subscribe to my website, uh, acacialewis.com. Uh, and I also have classes available sometimes uh, at my Kajabi page, which is accessible through my link in bio on Instagram. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, thank you so much, Acacia. Again, if you want to learn more about her, www.acacialewis.com. Thank you so much uh, for for um, calling in while you're on the road, going to the conference. I'm wishing you much, much success uh, with your uh, talks at, at the conference. And please uh, give my love to uh, Stephen Gray when you're there. Thank you so much, Sam. I appreciate your time. Yeah, I appreciate you too. Thank you. And again, if, if you want to attend the Spirit Plant Medicine Conference, either in person in, in uh, Vancouver, 
starting tomorrow or online. It's www.spiritplantmedicine.com. And you can use the code save the world. That's all one word, save the world, all one word for an extra 10% discount. Highly, highly recommend it. Um, hope you will tune in. Um, this has been, uh, this is the last in the series of three shows that they've sponsored where I've brought on, uh, different, uh, speakers from the conference. Please, uh, go back. Mark Hardin, uh, Melanie Waterfall over the last couple of weeks and now Acacia Lewis. So I hope you check them out. And of course, thank you my loyal listeners especially patty i see you on the on the youtube live sharing the the video stream as always thank you patty um thank you all for tuning in remember if you missed any part of today's show you can always catch the replay on talkradio.nyc and we're available on all the major podcasting platforms apple amazon google uh, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio. And if you know anyone who you feel would make a great host for talkradio.nyc to add their voice to our family, please connect them to us. Um, you can always reach me at sam at talkradio.nyc. Thank you all for tuning in. We will talk to you all next week. Take care. Are you a high-achieving, growth-oriented leader? Are you interested in developing your authentic leadership while creating a healthy, inclusive workplace? Hi, I'm Dr. Mara Braku, host of The Hard Skills on talkradio.nyc at 1 p.m. Eastern on Fridays, where we discuss how leaders develop the hard skills needed to make a greater impact. We interview experts, have live coaching, and tackle these challenges. Listen to The Hard Skills on Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant. And on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be frank about health to advocate for all of us.
passionate about the conversation around racism? Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply.